Fit Fam. This is Giovanni of Gio's Logic, your host of Fitness Junkies. I hope this show meets you in good health and spirits, and if not, I hope it inspires you to do something about it. Today, I have a wonderful guest. I'm so blessed that she made some time, especially today, to be on this show. It's, it's my pleasure, you guys. You know, I'm going to tell you now, you're going to want to like and share this with all your friends because this woman not is only beautiful to look at, she is beautiful within. Um, before we get into who we're going to see, um, George, show a little clip of, of I this got you, Gio. young lady. Here we go. That's right, folks. Andrea Cox. How are, how are you? I'm good. I like you make me want to go work out looking at your muscles in that intro. I <laughs> not. I just signed up to a gym. I just found my gym and my new location. So. Nice, nice. Um, and I see you have one of your dogs. Who's that? I do. This is Maverick. He's a rescue I got while I was living in Las Vegas. He's from the streets of L.A. and he was going to be put down because he uh, he bites, but you know oh, I like it, so it's okay to bite. Yeah. Right, right. Um, you just came from yoga class. That's awesome. I did. I do hot yoga. I'm really into Bikram yoga. Yeah. Great, great. So with all my guests, I want to go back to the beginning, as far as you can remember. Everyone has a fitness journey. Everyone has a health and wellness journey. And I was scrolling through your page, your Instagram page, and I came across you dancing for mental health, health or, or to, to get you to lift your mood. And you talked about when you were five, you started ballet. Is that where your journey started with fitness and dancing? I would say fitness was later with, with Larry Pacifico at a gym in Columbus, Ohio, or Dayton, Ohio. Uh, I'm from Ohio originally. So, you know, there's a lot of the Arnold Classic is there. And I'm sure you guys know about all that. So fitness started there. But, you know, the ballet thing with Gloria, bless Gloria's heart. I hope she never sees that. But uh, <laughs> the ballet thing with Gloria, I think that was the seed that was planted that made me develop an eating disorder later in life. I uh, I was five years old in ballet. I was a chubby kid, very, very chubby, and I couldn't get my leg up on the bar. I was the tallest kid, the chubbiest kid, and she said, put your leg up before I smack it. And I remember I have a very kind of spiritually woke, intuitive, cancerian mother, and she said, you don't want to go back there, do you? And she didn't even know what happened. And that was the night she picked me up from class. And, and I said, no, mom, I don't. And she pulled me from there. 
and just basically instilled in me, you know, you can do whatever you want. You know, you can really do whatever you want. And I'm trying to think how I discovered, I can't believe this, but how I discovered the gym. And I, I believe it was, oh God, we're going to go, I'm, I'm going to get to the nitty gritty of it. So, uh, <laughs> So I, when I was 18, I was in, in Atlanta, um, in Atlanta, in the airport there. And, you know, they have lots of stores and stuff there. And this woman came over to me and she said, you know, you should shoot magazines. My husband shoots magazines. And I was like, magazines, I was 18 years old. Come to find out he, he shot for Playboy. And I ended up doing under a different name. I used a, I used my middle name and another name. I ended up shooting uh, Playboy's Book of Lingerie and then a couple other of, of men's magazines. That's how I started out before fitness. And I was super young. I was like 18. That went on until I was about 22. And I, I remember going, I was in like a Kroger grocery store and I saw a fitness magazine where Michael Scott had shot some photos and uh, I'm, I'm not a big fan of his, but he had shot some photos and I looked at my boyfriend at the time and I said, you know what? I'm going to be on the cover of this magazine. And within a year I was, I shot with Michael Scott. I shot with other photographers and I ended up, I think in muscular development with like a 24 page spread and I was on the cover really small. Jay Cutler was like really big. And that was in my 20s. So, and uh, I remember I just started working out and just got really, uh, just really into it, eating six meals a day and, you know, doing the, 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 the gallon of distilled water. And I was, I was just really, really into, I, I put my all into whatever I go into, but I think as far as the ballet thing, Gloria was more the catalyst for an eating disorder that came later in life. And, um, that actually led me on my path to what, what I do now and what I do best. Right. Right. So that's very interesting. I, I was a chubby kid as well. And I know that journey very well. And you've come so far. I love your story about your um, Play, Playboy magazine experience. And I love your authenticity of talking about that because it's so far away from who you are now. But it's part of you. So sharing that is, is great. But a lot of people where you are now might not want people to know that. I love that you're open. Yeah, I'm really open about it. You know, I, I'm, I've kind of, I don't want to curse on your show. I have Go ahead. <laughs> I've kind of been like, this is who I am. And if you don't like it, kiss my ass type of person. I've learned that over the years. For years, I tried to, you know, mold myself into what other people wanted me to be. And that got me nowhere. And, you know, I feel like really with anything in life, uh, even, you know, even when I started my spiritual business with everything in life, we have to go in the direction we are led. I mean, we have to go in the direction we are led. And I feel like in life, we have usually three uh, courses that, that we go on as far as careers. And my very first career just happened to be a model. I modeled for 
gosh, from the time I was 19 until I, I was still modeling for Saks Fifth Avenue well into my 30s. And I'm in my mid-40s now and I don't share my age. But um, but yeah, I just feel like that was my first career. It taught me a lot about what not to do in life and what not to put up with in life. You know, you have a lot of people trying to manipulate you and trying to get you to do things. And and I was always, I, I've always had a really strong head on my shoulders and I've always said no to everything in my life that compromised my integrity or who I was as a woman, or if, if someone was hitting on me and said they could get me somewhere, I no, I'd rather not go there, you know? So, so yeah. That's, that's awesome. So when you say that that was a part of your life, I always say that every experience we have is preparing us for the next experience that we're going to live in, in that moment. And it, it delivered that. And like I said, even over the last few years that I've been following you, you've evolved to who you are today. And that's, that's pretty amazing as well. Well, thank you so much. That means a lot to me. Yeah. It means a lot. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to make a confession here. The reason I stopped on your page was originally because you're drop dead gorgeous. And I think that whoever you believe in, God, the universe, or whatever, puts whatever thing in us that attracts us to something, not necessarily for a romantic reason, but the reason to bring two people together. And I'm, I'm just, again, blessed that I have this time with you. But... I also want to talk about how women can be objectified in, in that modeling place, especially in men's magazines, and how you've dealt with dealing with your beauty and trying to be taken seriously in a space that's very, I won't say critical, but there's a certain expectation for someone that does what you do. There, there are certain looks that people, archetypes that people are expecting from a spiritual healer, from a, from a, you know, a raw, um, uh, nutrition person. So talk a little bit about that. You know, I, I say it's a blessing and a curse. I've, I've had the blessing to work with a lot of well-known people. My first client, and I've never been a raw chef. I was a raw chef one time and I shared this the other day. I was in a, a mastermind with like 50 women. And, uh, it, it's, it's interesting how I, I got that title. I was hired by the wife of a Tony award-winning playwright to make his food when he was putting on a play in Balboa park in San Diego. And I had just relocated there from Ohio in that job kind of it's it steamrolled from there and then I got hired by you know I got on the local news but I had already been on the news in Ohio several times for a little vegan book I wrote I have my actual my book out right now over here that's out in Barnes and Noble but I had already written a plant-based cookbook but I had never made food for anyone so that guy was the first guy that hired me. He happened to be a Tony award-winning playwright. I worked for him for six months where I would never make anyone's food again. It's just not that it's like, I mean, I think it's a great job. I, I, I watched a woman you had on here the other day that 
does food. She started out of her townhouse. And I was like, Rob, oh man, awesome for you. Like entrepreneurial women I love and I, I help them in their businesses. But for me, I just, it was too much, you know, I was like, I, I can barely make my own food and my dog's food. So, uh, but I was really good at cleansing people and detoxing people. And what I noticed when I was a fitness model eating those six high protein meals a day, I noticed I was aging a lot and that I didn't feel well. And also I had this eating disorder that made me want to find out how I could eat whatever I wanted, sweets, ice cream, whatever, and not put on significant amounts of weight because I noticed a pattern in the fitness world and I'm about to grab my dog in one minute if he keeps crying. I noticed a pattern in the fitness world where, you know, people would, they would eat really well and no cheating or anything like that, or they would eat really well for five days and then have a cheat day where they felt like shit the whole weekend. And I thought that's the way to live. You should be able to cheat every single day and maintain your weight and feel good about yourself. And I'm not a testimony to bodybuilding right now because I just went through an out-of-state move and I literally have not hit the gym in two months. I have a cardio machine. I have a rebounder. I throw my own food. I have an infrared sauna. I'm pretty set up here. I have a red light bed, but I, I have not, I literally just joined a gym three days ago. But the one thing I kept noticing was this, it was almost like an underlying eating disorder in the fitness industry as well, where people would be on their diet, they'd be real structured, and then they would binge and it would be a shit show and they'd feel guilty and they'd be doing fasting cardio at 6 a.m. on a Monday. You know, it's just this repetitive cycle. And I was like, there's a way around this. So I was reading a lot of books and I'm a little bit of a Eurodite. I can remember everything I read. And so I was reading a lot of books. At Sorry. And I, and I noticed that there was one book that I read and the woman made sense. So I flew out to New York to meet the woman and I realized that she wasn't the mastermind behind the book. It was actually her colon hydrotherapist. So his name was Gil Jacobs. So I went to get a colonic with him. I was staying in New York City. I had 48 hours to meet this guy and, and suck his knowledge out of his brain. And he ended up working with me free of charge over the phone after I went back to Ohio for a year and taught me really the secrets to longevity, the secrets to reversing aging. I mean, you know, my next milestone is like gonna be 50s, you know? And so he really taught me like everything he knew. And a byproduct of that was you don't get cancer, you don't get degenerative diseases, you don't get the wrinkles like other women do, and you don't have to get the shit shot up in your face. And you, you know, it was just like what I was learning from him was invaluable. Best teacher out of all my teachers I've had, he was the one that changed my life. So I went home and I was still fitness modeling. And I actually, I remember I was going to the Arnold Classic like the following weekend, I went 100% raw vegan right there. And I never, I didn't deviate from that raw diet for 11 years. Now I'm vegan, but I eat cooked food. 
but I didn't deviate from the raw diet for 10 years. No coffee, no anything. I was like a freaking like just completely into it. And so it's funny how everything led to everything else. Like the modeling led to the insecurities and and Gloria, the ballet teacher led, you know, planted the seed that I wasn't good enough and I had chubby legs and I wasn't going to be valued in her class if I didn't get my leg up on the bar. And like all these things that go through our mind that make us strive to be, you know, have this level of perfection. And I was just like over it. I wanted to be able to be myself, but I'll tell you the worst getting to what you were saying, the worst example I've ever had. And I almost hesitate to say this of my looks actually really, really working against me is I was casted on a $30 million Fox reality show. And because I wouldn't, after I got on the show, one of the other cast members had came into my hotel room in the middle of the night. And because I wouldn't sleep with him, I got passed off the show and it was all over like TV guide media that I was like some cheater on the show that I broke the rules. And it was, it was all lies. And so it was really devastating for my career. That happened like seven years ago. That was my first taste of like Illuminati, like real, like stuff they don't even talk about. Like, like, okay, well, if you piss off them, you know, if you tell the truth, this is what's going to happen to you. Wow. And because I'm a truth teller, that is actually what happened to me. So I really don't put up with people placing judgment on me because of the way I look. If I think I'm in a situation like that, I'm done. I I have enough money to get me from point A to point B to get me, you know, I just went through a $30,000 move because I was leasing a house in Las Vegas and the owner was insanely jealous. She didn't want the, you know, the five foot 11 busty blonde, a street over, you know, right living there and even though i had i had paid 56 grand to live there it just wasn't good enough right so i dealt with jealousy and envy and bullshit my whole life and it's not something i tolerate i know that people deal with a lot worse i mean you know i I have this facade of being privileged because of my skin color and all that other bullshit people deal with a lot worse in life there's worse things than being you know, good looking throughout your life, but (laughs) it does have its downfall and I have experienced the downfall. So sorry, that was a tangent, wasn't it? No, that was good. That was good. Um, so you talked about the part of your life where you were a model and you've, you've come a long way and the things that you're doing now, they seem like, I would say very like high-minded stuff, and um, I'm I'm so interested with how powerful you've become as a woman, and how I know men are intimidated a lot by very strong women. Um, how do you deal with men in in being so powerful? And, and finding someone to, maybe you found somebody, but um, how do you deal with that? 
I have I so I found many along the way and <laughs> I love them all dearly. But I honestly feel like at this point in my life, I'm on a spiritual journey. And that being in a relationship, and this is just my just this is just for me. I don't recommend this. If you're a 25-year-old that wants to have kids, don't go this route. But I find for me that I am on a spiritual journey. And I have many friends. My family only lives two hours away now. And I have my dogs. And I, I love my clients. I mean, I change people's lives. That I am so fulfilled that men come in and bless their hearts. They try so hard and they want to give me the world and they want to build a house on the coast in Mexico so I can run my retreats and they want to do this. But I personally find that I'm on a solo path right now. Now, if I were to meet someone that was as driven as I am and that would not take it personally when I needed to focus on other things, I would, I would, I would put in an effort. But at this point in my life, my career, my family and my dogs and my own personal peace are such a priority to me that God, I meet people all the time too. I just met a guy at yoga and I was like, no, yeah. I, I just, I just, I don't know. I just am so happy. I don't want to mess that up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thanks. Well, no, I'm, yeah, I, I think that's okay. And I, uh, I often tell I, I'm single myself. Um, no hint there. Um, any, um, and uh, I feel like that could be this moment. And then the next moment you could meet that person that fulfills that special thing that you were just talking about. So, you know, it's, it's, I think sometimes people, um, especially women and me, they want some sort of promise of tomorrow. And it's like today, this is who I am today. And that's okay. Libra, what's your sign? Sag, Gemini, Libra, what are you? Capricorn. Oh, Jesus, you're all about the work. See, <laughs> Capricorn or a Virgo or a Taurus away from the work, you know, Capricorn actually, well, I don't even want to tell you what it re represents in the tarot, what kind of card it represents, but it literally is someone who is addicted to work. They love wow. their work. They love what they do. <laughs> you can't, you got to let the Capricorn work and then just be there to make his dinner. And <laughs> call it a day and don't talk too much because the Capricorn doesn't he's already got work in his head that's there's a lot of truth to that I'm I think you have hit all the right notes I'm sorry I'm the producer <laughs> right here this is hilarious oh my fucking god there's nailed it so much truth to that I'm and I'm someone told me that I was double cap like um Capricorn my I, I don't know the terms but you know I'm very Capricorn well then put a ring on it because that means you're really good with money because Capricorn you know, Capric Taurus represents the bank, Virgo represents, Capricorn represents the workaholic. They're actually the devil card in the tarot. And the devil card, people see that and think it's something bad. It's not. It's literally being chained to what you love to do for a living. So like if this podcast is your passion right now, 
you want to chain yourself to it until your mission is over with this and you go on to something else. It's just very, it's a very driven sign. I have a sister that's a Capricorn. All she talks about is work and yeah. I love her. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a great transition to um, your eating for the right Zodiac sign that you do as well. Talk about that. I have my little book here. <laughs> It's my book. It's in Barnes and Noble and Target and um, on Amazon and all. It's called Eat Right for the number four year zodiac. You know, that was birthed because I wanted to merge the plant based eating. I had already written two plant based books. Oh my goodness, my dog. I'm sorry. Okay. And, and I wanted to merge the kind of the astrology and the the plant based eating because. We are all so different and we need to really, you know, cultivate, not necessarily eat for our Zodiac, but the different Zodiac signs represent different parts of the body, actually. So Pisces represent, you know, the feet and Aries represents, you know, the head and the neck and uh, Capricorn represents the bones and the structure. Capricorn's ruled by Saturn, which is our past life karma. So it's, you know, all of these really help us along our journey when we choose the foods we eat. Capricorns need more grounding foods. They need coffee in the morning. Most of them do. I'm sorry. They need a little kick of caffeine. They need more nuts and seeds to ground themselves um, to whereas, you know, airy fairy Pisces just like to, we like to live up in the ethers and we're real spiritual. We meditate in the morning. We need more fruits and light foods and uncooked foods we do really well fasting like juicing and things like that i've done 21 day water fasts at the true north health center like we don't need as much to sustain us so yeah very interesting did you do an audiobook as well i didn't do an audiobook i actually wrote it while my my i lost one of my rescues passed away from cancer last year and i I spent so much money on him and I wrote it like it was born from him. I was like, God, I, I got to, he is, we are kicking the hundred thousand mark on his care. I need to do something to um, even that out. And it was actually a passion. I feel like it's the, the gift he gave me, like he left this for me. So, yeah. So I didn't do an audio book. I was just itching to kind of get it done. And, but I ha have a lot of good contributors that help me on my journey. Um, Jason Andrew Robel, who had a vegan show on the cooking channel and the food network, he contributed a recipe and um, Steve Adler who owns sacred chocolate with David, David Wolf, maybe, you know, David Wolf, maybe you don't, a lot of people do. He wrote a recipe and, and these are all friends of mine. So that kind of felt good. You know, that these people were willing to come in and like donate a recipe and nice yeah. nice um i want to go back to you and your dancing for your wellness um i i was blown away by that post and um, i mean you looked amazing in that yellow dress and tell me about that like how you use that to lift your spirits mm. I dance all the time, actually. It's funny you say that. I'm in like baggy, like cargo pants now, but I usually dance every morning when I get up 
And I think I have done that wow, since um, since I was five, since she told me I was chubby and I couldn't put my leg up on the thing. I thought, well, okay, I may never make it to New York ballet and become a dancer, but I'm going to dance every single day for the rest of my life. I am, I've got a lot of Scorpio in my chart, Scorpio moon, Scorpio rising. I've got like eight placements of Scorpio. So when someone tells me I can't do something, usually I do it. And, and if there's a way I'll get it done. And if there's not a way I'll create one. So her telling me that I should just not dance made me want to dance every single day. And I find that when I tap into that part of myself, you know, music brings so many emotions out. I'm actually going through something now with a family member that is not doing so well with their health and she lives in a different state. And it's like, just before this, like I had music on and I was just sitting with my dogs and I was trying to go within and just like rushing tears came down. So I feel like music is like the component to healing. Like it's one of the missing links that, that people don't realize that when you turn on a song or when you hear a song that, that reminds you of certain space and time when you were with like maybe a parent that crossed over or a grandparent or a, love, a lover, that that brings back those actual feelings. And I just, I, I just, I think it's part of its music and because I am a musical person, I have singing bowls. I used to play the piano. I used to play the cello. I'm, I'm very into music, but I think also the, the, the breath with movement, it's like yoga, it just gets you into that space. You need to be to center yourself. So I dance all the time when I'm cleaning the house <laughs> and I wake up in the morning. I always put music on right when I wake up in the morning and just kind of move my body and and get into the flow of the day. Wow, that's nice. That's nice. Now, what is this that you're doing with women? Is it the you said masterminds? Isn't that what your your big project is now? Oh no, that wasn't mine. Okay. I actually, you know, I believe in learning. And if someone's doing something better than me, you know, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go tap that and and figure out how and 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 do it even better. And there is a girl that I interviewed on my podcast, and she uh she pays a coach a hundred grand a year to coach her. And she had a mastermind where that coach spoke. Mm. And it, I, I gotta tell you, I learned a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I feel like we should always be learning. You know, I'm not the end all be all of holistic wellness or cellular detoxification or, or astrology or plant-based eating or raw veganism at all. There's tons of people out there, especially now, you know, everybody's a lot of people are going vegan. Everybody knows how to make raw food. Everybody knows how to make a juice. But when it comes to women in particular, I find there's a lot of women that are, and it's fine, but the, that are depending on men for their monetary stability. And uh, that once was me. Okay. And um there's no sugar daddy or husband hiding in a closet here. This is all from <laughs> me. And it was all born from me being dumped by someone that I was codependent on. 
So whenever I see someone building a business and they are making multi, oh my God, excuse me. I'm oh, just, you're going to, no worries. He got a stick out of the plant and it was like, I was afraid he was going to choke on it. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, you said, yeah, I can run a multi-million dollar business, but I can't control my dog. Um, so, so these women in there are like, you know, they're grossing like 500 K a year, you know, having like $60,000 months. And I'm like, okay, if I'm between 20 and 30 K a month, I want to, I want to learn what they're doing. Mm. And so, you know, but I do find that there's a big, um, with men and women, I do think men should lead. I think, I think there's not enough of that. I do think men should be not in control, but kind of lead and be kind of in control a little bit because it's a masculine and feminine dynamic that needs to take place. But I find that there's a lot of women that I've seen that solely depend on men for their financial stability. So I always love how to learn to never be in that place again. Nice. That's what that was. So I was actually just a bystander in that and just took three days off to just listen. So do you find the people that come to you are more females or males um, as far as what you do, your, your healing. And, and I want to kind of get a, a picture of, of what's just transitioning, what ha what's happening. So I help, first of all, I work with both, probably a little more women than men, uh, but still pretty good, pretty good ratio. I had a call with a, a male client this morning, called with a male client last night, but it's a pretty even ratio, but a little more women I help people heal their past life trauma, their childhood trauma through health and cleansing the body to achieve optimal wellness. So my motto is your issues live in your tissues. Mm. So in order to clean up your relationships, your finances, your, which is a shit show for a lot of people, your, your, you've got to cleanse the body first. We've got to realize that, that, I mean, I know this is a fitness show, so I'm not going to harp on the veganism, but constantly eating, you know, dead decomposing animals over the course of many years leads to a dead decomposing body. I, I just interviewed a guy on my, um, on the Hermetist podcast. You should have him on. He's great. <laughs> uh, Professor Spira, he's out of Columbus, Ohio. Gorgeous guy, young guy, and he is kind of teaching similar principles of like a mucus-free diet of what I've taught for years. But I think at this point, I've graduated to where the wellness isn't the only thing I'm, I'm teaching. You know, I have these people come to me and they're like, I'm having gut problems and I'm having bloating or I have stage four cancer or I'm in remission of cancer or I just don't feel good. I have no energy. Sorry about that. Um, and then it turns out by the time we're done working together, you know, some of the women want to divorce their husbands. Some, <laughs> some of the men are, are more sensitive to their women's needs or or they're taking their power back by standing in their power because they've healed their issues with their father that was maybe too rough on them. And 
like the stuff we go deep i go deep with people because it's not surface level there's a reason people eat like shit and nine times out of ten it comes from an emotional place which comes from the heart so once people get to what really happened when they were you know five years old and 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 someone shamed and blamed them for doing something and they heal that they heal that old trauma they can get to clearing up these toxic habits they have and things of that nature. It's kind of in depth. I know it sounds weird, but our issues really do live in our tissues. And it took me years to learn that. For years, my teachers were like, yeah, but what's really there? Like, why do you really think you can't make money on your own? Like, why do you really think that you have to eat um, you know, six meals a day. Why do you really think you have to, you know, for years, my teachers were trying to get through this thick ass head. <laughs> and finally, once I had my aha moment and it didn't come from an ayahuasca retreat and it didn't come from, you know, doing shrooms and it didn't, although I have done ayahuasca twice, <laughs> it came from really getting real with what I didn't want to get real with which was just being my authentic self, sick of being overly nice, overly funny to women to make them like me and sick of like, you know, kissing people's ass, like just over it. Right. Just, yeah. Yeah, you you made a great point. Um, uh, I train clients. Uh, actually, I, I believe I coach them. Training is uh, monkeys could train people. Um, I I talk about getting real because... Any kind of sustained change is not surface. It, there's much more deeper below the surface that you have to get to. Otherwise, people aren't going to sustain that change. And I, I, I can hear you believe in that as well. I do. And even with myself, I just had to school myself because I've moved in here. And I have this, I'm so, I'm so grateful. I mean, I don't want to brag, but I have this, I'm living in this gorgeous, house literally built into a mountain where I see bobcats and mountain lions and all these, I mean, wild animals daily. It's like a show every day. And I've got mineral hot spring coming up, you know, right in my backyard in the jacuzzi. And I, I, I wake up and I got lazy since I moved in here and I wasn't going to the gym and I wasn't getting up and getting on my elliptical for like 45 minutes. Like I usually do. I like to do a little fasted cardio myself. And, and then I like to train in the evening. That's my protocol. I don't train a lot, train like three times a week and then yoga twice a week. I wasn't doing that. And so just yesterday I had to like really reprogram my own brain through my own techniques, like go get a gym membership and tomorrow you're getting your lazy ass to yoga <laughs> and the following day, you're going to start your workout regime and you're going to do back and buys and chest and tries. You're going to have a leg day. You're going to like, you, you look like a waif, like you've got to come on. <laughs> like I was so busy, like pulling the house together. Like right. I was at the steward with boobs for the last month and a half. <laughs> I like let myself go. And so for me, I never, I never go too far away from the porch. I don't let myself go beyond like the point of no return. Like you'll never see me with a gut. You'll never see me overweight. Um, I mean, you won't, 
I, I went that route once when I broke my foot. I'll never go that way again. But when I, when I can tell I'm getting too thin or I'm just not feeling as good, I literally have to employ my own services on myself. And sometimes that involves, you know, when I relocated here from Las Vegas last month, I refunded 17 grand in clients. I, I knew that in order to be of integrity in my business, I was not going to have the time to work with them. So. Yeah. I, I feel one of the, the, the things I am most grateful for is having clients because they put the mirror on you because you're telling them what to do and how to do it. And it's like, if you don't look in that mirror, it, it's, it's, you're, you're not going to be authentic to them. And so I think one of the blessings of being a coach, especially on, on your level and my level is that it's a constant reminder of the things that you preach you need to practice. Yeah. And you, I mean, look at you, you, I mean, my God, you're like, don't even put your arms on. You're huge. And, and you look great. And so that makes me want to like, like you make me want to like, I got to go, man. I gotta go. <laughs> you make me want to go to the gym. And that, that's the kind of the best coach I ever had for fitness. His name was Bill Willis. And he was, he was younger than me. And he was in Columbus, Ohio at a it was like a gold's, like a, it was like a meat, what you call a meathead gym. It was like, you know, people grunted and stuff like that. He is the person that trained me for the fitness magazines. And he was harder than shit on me. I mean, I was there every day at 4 a.m. doing fasting cardio. And every night I worked as a model for Saks Fifth Avenue. I would go to Saks Fifth Avenue and work after I would do my cardio. I'd have a shake in the gym. I drive to Saks Fifth Avenue. I would model all day long. I used to walk around in the real expensive St. John outfits because I'm tall. And then I would go and work out with him. And that was, I, I remember thinking like when I was doing that, okay, I think there's got to be another career for me because I'm like, like 30 and feel like I'm going to die. Like, <laughs> so yeah, I can't. I, and I, and I, one of my goals is to actually get in killer shape again and do something like really do something like do a fitness match, like really myself up, like, like really built like caps on shoulders, squat, like really do that. But that takes a trainer. I can't do that myself because mm. I will. So hiring someone like you is so important. Damn. I wish you were in Vegas. I do too. I loved, I loved Vegas. I just picked the wrong house. Mm, okay. Okay. I, I definitely did. understand. It's what there's, part are you in? What uh, part of it? I'm in like uh South Summerlin. Oh yeah, you're in the area I should have. So I almost moved there. I was in Aliante, but I was on an out an acre of land, like mm, mm. yeah. Um, so the, uh, you know, you have a lot going on. Um, again, I'm so pleased that you gave me some time today. Um, what else is going on? Um, you, you talk about going out far outside of fitness, but I want my listeners to, to know that there's other ways to reach wellness and health. So 
how can people reach you? What do you have going on? How can people tap into your world? Well, my website, andreacox.com, is the main way to reach me. I actually have two websites, but that's the only one I'm going to mention. I have two YouTube channels. For wellness, it's Andrea Cox TV. For the spiritual, it's the Detox Intuitive. And you'll notice on the wellness one, there's almost 4 million views, but only 23,000 subscribers because I tell the truth. So some of the things I say on Andrea Cox TV and I haven't even really, I'm about to post videos, haven't put too much attention there lately. You know, it's harsh. It might be hard to swallow and on the spiritual channel as well. Uh, but my main platform is actually my personal Facebook page, which is my full name, Andrea Lee, L-E-I-G-H Cox. And um, my Facebook page is, is probably one of my bigger followings. And I post there every day. And as far as hiring me, I do something called holistic wellness, intuitive life coaching. And if you go to andreacox.com, just click on intuitive guidance, click on intuitive life coaching, and you can hire me. And it's basically wellness and life coaching all in one. There's a questionnaire you can fill out there to see if we're a good fit. And we go from there. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I can't wait to see I mean, I'm I'm already a big fan of your body, but I can't wait to see what you create because I know it's going to be amazing. I need tips. Yeah, I'm so <laughs> I feel like I'm like so thin. I actually weigh 150 pounds. People don't realize that, but I'm so like that I wear a size like two. So right, here it's just all distributed. Well, if I can help in any way, you you know how to find me now. I'm uh, in. <laughs> so. Uh, Wow, this was great. Uh, Andrea, this has been amazing. I, I can't thank you enough. Um, guys, I'm sure you're still with us. <laughs> Ladies as well, if you need some help with your life, with your wellness, with your mental wellness, reach out to this young lady. She can help. And until next time, FitFam, we are out. I love you.